the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Cranberry Radio proudly presents Her Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, chief storyteller at Styled Retail, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article by Jess Nelson in Email Marketing Daily. Uh, believe it or not, email is the key to marketing to millennials. This is according to Brightwave, which is a marketing company. Uh, believe it or not, 1,500 millennials in the study said that email was the most preferred method of any brand to communicate with them, followed by in-person and social media. Now, the qualities of that email, of course, make millennials more likely to click, um, which includes, number one, promotional deals, timely and relevant information, and, of course, unique content or ideas. Uh, If there is a personalized recommendation in the email box, that also is a driver for them. Um, At the end of the day, it all comes down to how it looks on their mobile device. So if the email looks good on their mobile, they're more likely to open the email. Um, of course, again, it needs to be relevant and it and needs to be cause-related. Those are two really big keys uh, when it comes to opening those emails. So keep that in mind next time you're doing an email campaign. You have to be thoughtful. You can't just batch and send it out or, as they say, batch and blast uh, and hope that somebody opens it. Our purse profile today is a gym bag goddess. This is a woman who's very fitness-oriented, sees health and wellness as a duty for herself and her family. She participates in sporting events, runs, goes to the gym. She's married with kids uh, with a middle income. Uh, As you would imagine, uh, she is very active and energetic and seeks out adventure. In fact, she likes to do things at the spur of the moment. Um, Fashion magazines help determine the clothes she buys, and she does switch out her fashion every weekend, or excuse me, every season, not every weekend. That gets very costly. She likes to pursue change, novelty, and variety and experiment with new styles. She considers herself to have a practical outlook on life. Uh, Price heavily influences her purchases, including where she shops, and uh, she'll look around at stores that she's never been in before because of price. She's willing to volunteer her time for a good cause and would actually pay more for environmentally friendly purchases. And when it comes to her children, yep, she indulges her kids with those little extras, the things that she didn't have, and she finds it really hard to say no to her kids, like most of us, I have a feeling. Um, When it comes to brands, she's shopping at Macy's, Herberger's, Kohl's, Nordstrom, and Burlington Coat Factory. She's driving a Honda and a Toyota. And you can intersect with her. And like I mentioned, those magazines are a heavy influencer of what she shops and buys for. So uh, publications like Cosmo, Self, Weight Watchers, Shape, Women's Health, and Parenting are all big ones. She's also watching HGTVE. TLC, Discovery Channel, and Travel Channel. Remember, this is a woman who's very adventuresome and athletic. 
My guest today is on because I find his cause to be um, one that we really need a champion for in the United States these days. Mike Domish is a leading expert when it comes to transforming our sexual culture to one being built on consent and respect. Uh, Mike has spent more than 20 years trying to drive forward the sense of mutual respect among the genders and his expertise has led him to speak before millions and millions of people including educators, military, families, colleges and of course individuals. He's out with his latest book called Can I Kiss You just came out in early August and it's really focused on advice, real life scenarios, interactive exercises when it comes to how to date and build that respect that he's so focused on. Um, It all comes down to asking first and why that makes all the difference in the world. He's here to talk about what it means to ask first and the impact that can have on our relationships, but also to talk about the Date Safe Project and the impact that he's hoping this has on our society. Stick around. You're not going to want to miss this interview with Mike Domish when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Purse Strings is back with the inside track. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at Cranberry.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Mike Domish. He's a leading expert for transforming our sexual culture to one being built on consent. 
consent and respect. He's also the author of a brand new book just out in early August called Can I Kiss You? It's all about advice, real life scenarios, and an interactive exercises in revolutionizing each and every one of our individuals dating and dating approach and building that respect that's also important it comes down to a singular thing guys a singular thing just ask first kind of an amazing concept i'm really thrilled to have mike on the show today to to give us 20 plus years of expertise when it comes how to navigate dating and our relationships mike welcome to the show well thanks for having me i'm maria well, first, I have to ask, why did you write this book now? What what was it about 2016 that you said, I, I really need to push out this book today? Well, what we found is that people really wanted a realistic approach to this discussion that they could use in their own lives. And when I say people, I mean people of all ages. You'll hear a teenager saying it's so confusing nowadays, but you also hear 40-year-old single people going, this is so confusing right now. How do I engage with other people? And they just want a skill set. And then you add on to that all the discussion right now in our society and in our culture around sexual assault, around consent, the words like affirmative consent. And people hear you got to ask, and they don't understand what it means to ask or how simple it is, and they get very confused. So we wanted to get them a really simple way they could apply this to their lives, make their relationships easier, their sexual intimacy more fun, more passionate, easier at the same time also, so you get a win-win for everybody involved. And that's what we did. We came up with a long-term solution for people of all ages that they can immediately put into their lives for a healthier sexual decision-making. Well, and it's it's a subject that has been hot, no pun intended, for decades, right? I mean, we've all been grappling with dating, but to your point, it's become even more complex. But for you, it's also extremely personal. Can you talk a little bit about how this issue has really hit home for you and your family? Yes, well, I started doing this work over 26 years ago now, and before I started doing this work, I was a college student. Yeah, I didn't think about this stuff. You thought about just dating or who you were interested in. Uh, and you were awkward in dating because you didn't, like everybody, you, you thought you knew it, but you didn't really know it. You questioned. And, and so I just didn't think about the idea of asking. You, nobody taught it back then until I received a phone call in 1989. And the phone call was my mom informing me that one of my older sisters, the youngest of my older sisters, Sherry, had been raped. My whole world stopped right there. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was filled with anger, confusion, frustration, guilt that I didn't somehow protect her, even though I wasn't anywhere in the area at the time. And I, and I, what I realized is, after a little bit of time, is there's nothing I can do to help Sherry but support her, which obviously was very important. But I want to do this so this didn't happen to others. And that's where the mission began. About a year after, I started realizing I could use my voice to speak out. I heard another speaker, and I thought, I want to speak out. And that's where the mission began, to help others live and build a life built on respect and consent. And that's where it all began. And I started working in schools and middle schools and high schools. And students were like, well, this is such common sense. Why isn't anybody teaching this? Then we started working with colleges. And then in the 2000s, I took this on full time. And that's what we've been doing ever since. We work with the U.S. military from 18 to 65 years old. We work in middle schools, high schools, and we work in universities throughout North America. So we're out there. We're on this mission spreading this skill set to as many people as we can so we can help reach millions. 
I, I feel like what you're doing is needed now more than ever. I mean, it it feels like that we're hearing about rape and sexual assault more and more and more. And, you know, who knows if it's because uh, women are willing to speak out more or if it's happening more. I mean, just, just the last few weeks, we've had the rape and strangulation of a jogger in Queens. There was the yeah. outrage over that. Stanford swimmer, uh, Brock Turner, and, you know, his sexual assault of an unconscious woman, and then the public outrage that ensued when he just got six months behind bars. Um, there's there's all kinds of um, in-depth reporting uh, about sexual assault in the military. Uh, it just feels like there's a barrage of this happening, and all this, the rise in crime um, against women on college campuses. Um, there's been reports and concerted efforts against colleges to try to deter uh, and keep those numbers down. What What is your take on this? Do you feel like there's more of it happening, or are we just hearing more about it? There is no research whatsoever or evidence to back up there's any more re- sexual assault or sexual violence happening today than ever has in the past. In fact, there could be a lot of arguments made that, if anything, it might have gone down a little bit. Here's the difference. The difference is that now we have been educating for two decades, and not just me, but others also, on this topic. And so survivors know they can come forward and be better supported than they were 30 years ago. When I started doing this work, I had people coming up to me, and I was in my 20s, and they were in their 40s and 50s saying, Mike, this happened to me 30 years ago. You weren't allowed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And people still are scared to talk about it when it happens today. The difference is there's more support systems there. Mm-hmm. There's more programming being done in schools telling students that this happens to you, we're here for you. That's happening more in the military. That's happening more on campuses. So survivors are coming forward. Unfortunately, what society is doing is, oh, my gosh, look, all this is suddenly happening. No, it's been happening forever. And we have failed to discuss it. We have failed to give real skill sets that will help solve it long term. As a society, we have failed. And now what is happening is we're saying, let's let's address the real issue here, that we have a complete lack of education at all ages for what healthy sexuality looks like, for what consent looks like. We solve that and we'll greatly reduce the issue of sexual violence because it's based on treating everyone with dignity and respect. And if you do that, the only sexual assaults that are left, and this is still too many, way too many, is sexual predators, serial predators. Mm -hmm. But a lot of assaults are being done right now that are not committed by serial predators. And we can solve that system. Right. It, that's right. In fact, a lot of it is someone the victim knows, right? I mean, that I, I have a daughter that's who will right. be going off to college in a couple of years, and it's top of mind with me, you know, especially after seeing all these stats coming out of college campuses. I'm here in Minnesota. Um, there was a, a, a rash of, of attacks at the University of Minnesota a couple of years ago. I probably haven't done a good enough job preparing my daughter to navigate dating and intimacy. And she's not even dating yet. So, you know, but still, she's 16. It's top of mind. How should parents like me broach the topic? And when, when should we be initiating that conversation? Well, as early as possible. And when I mean as early as possible, when you're teaching a child about their body when they're a young child, they should learn what their rights are with their body, that nobody has the right to touch them. Nobody has the right to guilt them or try to change their mind or breach their boundaries. That can be taught at very, very, very young ages. And then as they get older, you make that appropriate to sexual intimacy. 
as they are more likely to be in relationships or be interested in relationships. And you be as detailed as possible. Here's the problem. We have a culture that teaches what not to do instead of what to do. When you teach people what not to do, there's not a whole lot you can do with that. Ready? So you say to your child, don't drink so you won't be sexually assaulted. That is a horrendous statement to make. First of all, the fact that you drink isn't what caused a sexual assault. An assailant caused a sexual assault. So what you should be saying is that if you choose to drink, if you choose to make any choices you think that us, your parents, won't agree with, or that you are disappointed that you made, know that if you make those choices, it's still not your fault. If somebody else does harm to you, who uses that vulnerability against you to hurt you, to do harm to you, to breach your boundaries, that's never okay. And know that we all make mistakes and we're all human. So what the last thing we want you to do is to blame yourself for the horrible actions of another person. That's their fault. And we're going to be here and we're going to support you and we're going to love you. And the key is that you be- that you know we believe you and that you believe in yourself. These are the key kind of language we need so that if something ever does go wrong, that child can come forward. Here's the mistake most parents make. They say, if anyone ever touches you, I'll kill them. Oh, Yeah. And the mm-hmm. moment a parent says that, the child is freaked out thinking, okay, I'm never telling my parents because mm-hmm. they can't handle it. And it's the direct opposite result the parent wanted. Every parent knows their greatest fear is their child not being able to come to them when they most need them. Mm-hmm. Imagine your child's been sexually assaulted and they can't come to you. You got to say the right words to us so that your children can come to you. You can support them and let them know that nobody ever has the right to breach their boundaries and how to talk about their boundaries. So that's the sex positive skills we need to be talking about. How do you talk about your boundaries, what you want, what you don't, when you're ready, when it's age appropriate? Mm-hmm. Are there other things that parents shouldn't be saying to their teens about dating and sexual decision making? Oh, there's, yeah, there's a <laughs> I mean, we could go on for hours on what, unfortunately, our society improperly teaches parents. I'll give you a classic example. Parents who say, all boys are trouble. Mm. People go, well, what's wrong with that? That keeps them away. No, it doesn't. Look, if, if you have a teenager that's attracted to boys, and you teach them that all boys are trouble. Here's what they decide. They decide, well, I still like boys, so I guess that means I have to be with trouble. Mm-hmm. And you just taught them that unhealthy relationships is the norm because that's how boys are. Mm-hmm. Instead of teaching them, look, most people are amazing individuals. Why would you want to be with one of the few jerks? When you can be with an amazing person, set the standard high that there is all these wonderful people to find because there is. That's the truth. And that's true of any gender. You never want to rip an entire gender. It's not going to do any good. It's just going to settle low expectations. People say awful things like women are manipulative. And that person's going to expect manipulation in their relationship because you set the standard. These are horrible stereotypes that only do harm and not good. Mm -hmm. You talk about the four biggest risks for parents and their teens today. What what are those as, in as short amount of time as you can give them? Because I'm sure they're quite in-depth. Yeah, so, well, to give an example, the, the, one of those risks for parents today is making sure that they don't do the don't the not to. That is a big risk. When you say don't do this, don't do that, you're not giving skill sets. Another big mistake that parents do is they freak out and they try to protect instead of empower. So what I mean by that is a parent before a child goes out says things like don't be stupid, don't get pregnant. And what the parent is hoping is going to happen when they say that is, by me saying it, it'll stop it from happening. So I'm protecting 
my child for making a mistake when actually what you're doing is insulting your child. Imagine being told don't be stupid or don't get pregnant. It's an insulting statement right? versus saying, hey, have a great time. I know you make great choices and know that if something does go wrong, you don't make a good choice. You can always call. We'll be there. We'll be there for you. But I know you make great choices. So either way, know we're here for you. That's a positive statement. Right, so those are two mistakes that parents often make that they think they're empowering themselves as a parent. Like, I feel better by making that statement. And it's actually doing no more harm. The other thing parents will do is they'll use other people's mistakes as an example of what never to do. So did you see that case, for instance, the Brock Turner case at Stanford? Did you see that case? See, that's why you don't go out and drink a lot. When they should have said... Did you see that case? That's a great example of two people intervening when they saw somebody doing something awful to another person. Mm -hmm. They didn't find the positive. Show examples of positive people making impact, intervening, so that your children realize they have the right to intervene. And then if you talk about sex being negative, this is a major one that parents make as as a mistake. They only talk about the negative of sex. Yet the children are seeing or hearing a lot of positive about it. You're only giving the negative. So what happens? They stop listening to you. What you should say is, yeah, sex can be this mutually amazing, incredible experience if all these things happen. And then talk about everything that needs to be present for that to be mutually amazing for both people so your child can recognize when all the steps aren't there so they can just be like, okay, you know what? I'm missing three of the steps I know I need. I'm not ready. I need to slow down. And they make great choices without you being there. That's one of the most important things you want to do as a parent empower so that when you're not there, which is your greatest fear, they make the best choices. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And, and isn't that what we're doing throughout their entire childhood, setting them up for success in all these that, other facets of their lives, right? Yes. But when it comes to sex and or sexual violence, people work, unfortunately, from a place of fear instead of let's set them up for the greatest opportunity for success. And that's what you want to do. You want to be positive. It's amazing how many people I meet in their 50s. And we're doing this work. And I teach college students how to ask for what they want in a positive, respectful way. And 55-year-old will sit there and go, wow, I've never been able to ask questions like that of the person I've been married to for 30 years. Mm. Why why didn't I learn this skill set 30 years ago? It's such common sense and so important for me to have a voice. And I've never had one. Because we're not teaching as a society how to have these conversations. Every parent out there should be sitting there right now thinking, how am I teaching sex positive skill sets so that when my child becomes an adult, they have positive sexual experiences in their life? What parent doesn't want that for the child when they choose to be sexually active? What if your child gets married? Don't you want to have the most wonderful, amazing, mutual intimacy between the two of them? Of course you do. That just doesn't happen out of luck. It's a skill set people have to learn. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and our society <clears throat> has managed to squash that discussion for a variety of reasons, right? It's uncomfortable for the parents. There's a lot of, sometimes there's shame attached to that. There's negativity attached to that. And yet it's leading to all of these other crises uh, that we're having to address. Um, Mike, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what you call the love trap And then the three skills that you can give to parents and teens. So stick around. Everyone will want to hear more from Mike when we return in just a moment. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. 
all of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs. Affiliate Buzz, Next Gen Now. CEO Coach, Cyber Law and Business Report. Have found a new home. SEO Rockstars. SEM Synergy. Webcology. SEO 101. PPC Rockstars. First Strings with Maria Retan. All of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs have found a new home. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with Ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Cranberry, Cranberry Radio. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Chris Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. I've been chatting today with Mike Domish, who is an author of a just-released book called Can I Kiss You? Mike spent the last 26 years trying to transform our sexual culture into one that's built on consent and self-respect. It all begins with asking first before trying to, quote-unquote, make that move on a date. Um, Mike, it's it's just been great to hear your personal story on, on what kind of launched you into what's ultimately become your career and I would say your life goal which is to educate not just teens and their parents but as you mentioned even adults around how to engage in a relationship based on mutual respect and if we do that then the chances of sexual assault, violence against women go down increasingly because so many of those um, happen uh based on people that we know not necessarily strangers well and and for people of all genders really what's also important about this because sexual assault happens to all genders all uh, sexual orientations and all identities so it's really important when you have these skill sets it can go across the board in helping everyone and that's the key Yes, thank you. Very good point. And you talked before about empowering, in the case of a parent and child, empowering our children to make positive choices and really looking at the positive. Sex is a positive based on, you know, mutually um, agreeable uh, kind of factors. And the idea is we're setting them up for success now and in the future with their relationships. But you talk about something called the love trap. Talk a little bit about that. 
Yes, the, the love trap is often parents make the mistake of saying, you know, wait till you're in love. Uh, wait till you're in love because that's a special thing to know. And the child's sitting there going, how do I know I, I'll be in love? And parents will say, you just know. That is one of the worst things you can say to somebody. That is a 16-year-old who is horny, and you think that they're going to understand the concepts of the difference between lust, infatuation, and love? There are 45-year-olds who get confused by that when they're in the middle of it. So one of the things you have to be very careful as a parent is saying this idea of when you're in love, like it's everybody knows when that happens. It's not the case at all. We, most people can look back at their teen years and go, all right, remember when you thought you were in love and you weren't? And almost everybody can say, oh, I remember at least one of those times, at least one of those times. So be very careful. And that's why parents should really think, what are all the steps you would want present for your child to help them experience mutually amazing intimacy for all parties? What would be on there? Communication, trust, safety, comfortable knowledge do they have the sexual knowledge to even know what they're doing this is a high-risk situation are they knowledgeable all of these things can they communicate using their words versus trying to read body language which like if if you've been in a long-term relationship whether it be marriage or not 30 years you know you can't read your partner's mind any moment in fact the longer you've been with somebody the more you know that's dangerous to guess like that because there's no guarantee you're right and it can lead to arguments so instead of giving them the love trap, give them skill sets they can look for, markers they can watch for in their relationship to acknowledge we're on the right path here. Mm-hmm. And you talk about skills. Talk about the three skills that you can give to parents listening today and their teens. So there's three essential skill sets. One, ask first. Now, ask first means you ask for what you want and you're able to talk about what you don't want. So, for instance, just a very easy way to do it early on in a date. You're on a date with somebody. You want to take away the awkwardness. You say to your date, maybe at dinner, hey, you know what? Do you agree first dates can be a little awkward? Most people are going to go, oh, definitely, you know, and and you go, okay, great. You know, one of the things I find is awkward is at the end, people guessing what's supposed to happen. How about we not make it awkward? If there's a connection, you feel there's a connection and you want to kiss me, just ask me. And if I think there's a connection and I want to kiss you, I'll ask you. Instead of people trying to make moves on somebody without knowing or guessing, let's take all that awkwardness out. Would you be cool with that? And most people are going to be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's a simple skill set right? that, we, that we'll always honor each other's boundaries. So that's skill set number one, being able to use your words. Ask first. Also respect the answer when you do ask. Don't try to change it. Don't try to guilt them into the answer you want it. Respect the answer. Skill set number two, be a friend. Now, what that's referring to is you're at a party, you're out having fun. It could be at a bar if you're older, and you see another person using alcohol or drugs to get someone alone for a sexual situation to occur, to facilitate a sexual encounter, which, by the way, is a sexual assault. By the way, we're describing there, somebody's using alcohol to take power over another person, get somebody so they're incapacitated, not a sound mind because how much they've drank, that they can't give consent, intervene. So actually step in, go over, check in on the person. Are you okay? Do you have a ride home? Who are you here with? Check with those friends. Are they going to make sure that person gets home? You want to make sure that that mutually wonderful intimacy means that people are of sound mind. They know what they're doing and they want that to occur, not when they're incapacitated. So be a friend and step in. Third is to go home and tell your loved ones tonight you're there for them. Instead of saying, we call this opening the door. Instead of saying that you're going to kill someone if they ever touch your loved one, 
look your loved one in the eye and say, if anybody ever has or ever does sexually touch you against your will without your consent, I am always going to be here for you. Mm-hmm. Always. That opens the door for people to come forward. And those are the three vital skill sets. Mm, all good ones. And there's many, many more. I know you have so many in your own book, which, by the way, people can pick up on Amazon, um, also on uh, the website, datesafeproject.org. Talk a little bit about Date Safe Project as well and how people could start that in their own community. Absolutely. So we welcome people to come to the website and contact us about bringing our resources to their community. We are on a mission to create a world, a culture of consent and respect. And so that means that we're literally working all over the world addressing this from all ages, from middle schools through all ages of leadership in the U.S. military. And so we go out, we do programs, and it could be anything from the Can I Kiss You program, which is the same title as the book, where we do this highly interactive show where we thousands could be in the audience, hundreds could be in the audience, and we teach people the exact skill sets we're talking about in the book, Can I Kiss You? It could be our other program that's called Help My Teen Is Dating, where we come into communities and help parents and teens have these conversations together so they gain these skill sets in a conversation where they're united together, discovering together. Very powerful. It could be where we're giving them leadership training on how to transform their culture so that this is naturally built in for everybody and that leaders in the community are making this happen. It could be through posters. It could be through clothing that everybody's wearing to spread the message. These are all resources we provide. We're on a nonstop campaign mission to create that culture of consent and respect. Mm, I love it. Mike, thank you for all your efforts out there as a, as a parent. Um, of a child, uh, actually two girls, um, I thank you for your efforts. Thank you for trying to make the world a, a safer place and also one that's built on mutual respect, which if we all acted that way, imagine the way our world would be. And um, thank you for the book, Can I Kiss You? Again, I want to remind people that you can go on to Amazon or datesafeproject.org to learn more about Mike and the Date Safe Project and also pick up that book. Mike, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having this conversation that is so important. So thank you very much, Maria. And thanks to my producer, George. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Mm-hmm.